Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us John Mansfield with Detail Garage. Welcome, John. Lee, thank you so much for having me. Well, I am so excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Detail Garage. How are you serving folks? Absolutely. So Detail Garage is a really cool and unique experience for automotive enthusiasts. Um, we started... Uh, a little over. I mean, our our first original store was was 2008, and it was um, it was really kind of bringing the, to life um, the experience of the Chemical Guys brand, which is the product um, that we primarily focus and sell inside of our stores. So, um, if you think about anybody that is looking for an opportunity to find their passion and make it shine, that's what Detail Garage exists to do. We don't actually provide any detailing services inside of the stores. What it's more about is as someone comes into a detail garage, we make it a fun experience. Um, we make it something that's centered around getting to know them, their ride. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a 1996 Honda Accord or uh, a Lamborghini. The reality is if, it's, if you're passionate about it, we want to help you make it look its best. And so that's what it's all about is creating that experience for those super fans, no matter what their vehicle is. Exactly. And, and that, that's the cool thing is we've built a family and a community around that. Now, how did you go about building a community? Because everybody tries to build a community, but not many people are very successful at it. In our case, it really comes down to the experience that Detail Garage offers. So if you come into a Detail Garage, you're not going to find the, the kind of typical retail uh, exchange where it's, hey, can I help you find anything in particular or anything like that? It's it's more about the person. So from the moment you walk into the door, hey, welcome to Detail Garage. I'm John. You know, what's your name? How did you hear about us? And it starts from that first moment coming into the store, understanding how they heard about Detail Garage and or Chemical Guys. And then going from there, kind of going down the path of understanding what brought them in, what they are passionate about. Someone come, you know, as part of that exchange, oh, you know, I'm just looking for something to wash my car. Well, the next isn't going to be, oh, great, we have a great line of soaps over here to show you. It turns into, oh, that's awesome. I can show you a ton of great stuff. But my first question is, is your car, is your ride actually here? Let's go take a look at it together. And from there, we actually go out. One of our Detail Garage associates looks at the car with, with them, always first celebrates it. Because, again, regardless of what the car is, it's that customer's car. They're passionate about it. So we celebrate the ride we go through and we look, you know, kind of point out some other opportunities for products. We come back in and we make it a really tailored uh, experience for that customer. And then from there, we invite them to be part of the community. We offer classes once a month at each of our locations. So if you have a basic understanding of how to wash your car or, or detail your car, great. We can help you take it to the next level with, with the classes. And then beyond that, and, and especially prior to COVID, we're starting to see it come back in, is we have monthly rides and coffee events. So go use the product, come back at the end of the month, and join you know, with a lot of other of our customers that want to show off the results they've gotten out of it. And then from there, it's following and, and making them part of our community on social media. So now when the, how did the kind of idea bubble up? Uh, did it start as kind of just a one 
shop and then you were trying to say, hey, this is cool. We got something here. Let's um, try to scale it. Like how did it, how did it evolve? That's exactly correct. So our the founders of Chemical Guys, who are still part of the business today, um, David Notek and Paul Schneider, I mean, they were the chemical guys. Like they mixed the products, they formulated, they were the ones that went out to shows. And once it kind of turned into a real business, um, you know, requiring warehouse and facility, it, it, kind of this idea of, well, if people are, you know, enjoying our brand, we want to make that connection with them personally. And so that first detail garage experience was created at, as a factory store of chemical guys. And from there, just based on the sheer number of people that turned out, kept coming back, kept buying our products and telling us how much they enjoyed the experience. But, oh my gosh, you know, I have to drive an hour to get here. I'm still doing it. But man, if you could only open one in Riverside or you could only open one in El Monte or, or some of those, it started to kind of, you know, come to the surface that this is an experience that people are willing to drive an hour, two hours, three hours for. Why can't we create those communities locally? And then once you did that, um, so the first franchisees, were they um, kind of just super fans? Yeah, a lot of, I mean, if you take a look at, uh, we have some great stories. Most of them, I mean, our very, very first franchisee was actually a former employee of the company. And it, it's such a great story because, you know, he worked within manufacturing. And if you go back, I mean, I think he opened his first franchise in 2017 he now has three franchises, and we just signed an, uh, an ADA or area development agreement for him to expand another four franchises. So, you know, it started inside the family at first, but then as additional uh, franchisees came into the network, a lot of them were, yeah, just super fans of the Chemical Guys or Detail Garage brands. So now when you have somebody like that, and then they kind of are taking your concept and they're out in the wild like that, and it's an early franchisee, um, how much nurturing and, and how much kind of loving on them do you guys do uh, or did you do at that point? And then how has that kind of training evolved over time? Yeah, that's uh, that's a great point. So initially the team on the detail garage side was really small. It was, it was really just three people. Um, I joined the company in July of 2019. And part of the reason that they brought me on was exactly for that point as to how do we scale this, not just by number of stores, but the kind of support, the kind of effort we provide. So, I mean, the reality is any of the early phase, I mean, the, anybody that joined the system in 2017, 2018, 2019, I mean, they could pick up a phone and get a hold of anybody. Um, but now what we're doing is, you know, we, I think we've effectively tripled this year. We're now triple the headcount. So we have a director of retail operations, a retail operations manager, a channel marketing manager. We've partnered with an excellent outside uh, store design service. So we're starting to put and really branch these tools out. So if you look at what our training process is for any franchisee, originally it was a five-day training here at our headquarters, and that was really centered around the actual use and detailing um, uh, and, and detailing of products. And where we're at today is we now have a two-week course, which starts off with our, our master's class, which is how do you properly use the products, how to assess and, and pro make proper recommendations. And then that second week is all about retail operations. So how to properly order, you know, how to properly manage orders, merchandising, inventory management. Um, that's another great hire that we added um, in the last two years is a director of merchandising inventory management who has provided some great tools and templates because merchandising, of course, if you're not uh, a merchant or retailer by trade is, is a very tricky process to get into. So we've tried to provide a lot of tools there. Uh, same thing on the marketing side. 
um, any, any, really anything as it relates to, to opening and, and running the store on a daily basis, we, we now really try to incorporate in the training. And then through our, our franchise communications portal, FranConnect, um, we take tickets. Uh, we regularly push out updates. So we, again, really try to stay close to everybody. In fact, later today, we're having our uh, annual monthly business review for all the, the detail garage franchisees. Now, when you were making that transition from, you know, where everybody knows everybody to a more kind of scalable, systemic, systematic uh, processes, how has that been? Because you, in the essence, you move from a, a company that was doing, you know, the work to now you're a training company. In essence, you're helping educate people and getting them up to speed so they can be effective in their own right and make money faster. So how, you know, that's almost a mindset shift. How do you guys kind of handle that? I, I don't know from our standpoint that we see it as a mindset shift because Detail Garage has always been, you know, one built around the idea of a family and community. So, you know, obviously from a structure and a process standpoint, um, it's definitely you have to change the mindset there and recognize the opportunities to evolve, innovate. Um, but really, as it comes to the personal connection, and, and I think that that's the most important for us is that that's that process really hasn't changed at all. So the idea of someone being interested in the franchise, um, speaking with our director of franchise or business development, coming here for a discovery day, seeing our operation, meeting, you know, members of the team, sitting down with, with myself or our director of retail operations, and then maintaining ongoing relationships. I mean, really, you know, we, we, the franchisees know at any point in time, I mean, they can, they all have my cell number, um, for instance. So like I regularly still take texts and phone calls from, from anybody that wants to reach out. So I think the, the mindset really was just figuring out, you know, and, and constantly being in this mindset of, of evolution and innovation, but the personal connection that always has to remain. Now that, uh, how many franchisees do you have out there now? We have a total of, actually, we just opened one this weekend. So we are at 70 total detail garages, 15 of those are company or what we call brand stores, uh, and the balance are franchises. Now, uh, now that you have that many uh, folks in the, in the system, have you gotten the opportunity to kind of learn from them being boots on the ground and fresh eyes in different markets? Have they come up with some innovations that were able to be transferred system-wide? Absolutely. Uh, and I think, I think where we really try to pick the team's brain the most is uh, is on the product side. So, you know, initially we were a Southern California brand, and now we have uh, great franchisees in locations like Detroit and Swansea, Massachusetts, or Virginia Beach, or um, West Palm Beach, Florida. And with that, it becomes kind of an understanding of the difference of seasonality in those locations, the difference of the customer needs product-wise or education-wise, and so that's, I think, in my mind, that's one of the, the greatest pieces of insight they provide is what are the local market needs? Because we are in so many different markets today. And then uh, how did you guys handle the pandemic? Did that impact you at all? Or was this something that people could still get their stuff when they needed it and it, it really wasn't impacted that much? Yeah, COVID, I think, for most retailers initially was for us was a, was something that we had a lot of apprehension about. I mean, it was I think about a year ago today that the the leadership team and I were sitting down in a room trying to figure out what does this mean for the company? What does this mean for our franchisees? And one thing that we committed to and, and honestly kind of, again, organically came out of out of the stores and the feedback where 
we started having taxi services come to us, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, first responders that were asking us, hey, how do we how do we clean our rides? How do we keep ourselves safe? And so that allowed us to pivot one into um, launching and, and introducing sanitizer products as well as disinfectants, which we did later in the year. But as we started researching the various provisions and ordinances as they came out, is being able to um, advocate on behalf of our stores to be to remain open as essential businesses. And with that, um, kind of the first thing we did, because we just didn't know, especially in March of last year, what, what this would turn into is we, um, I think it was the third week of March, we announced to our franchise network that we would be suspending all royalties and franchise fees, um, not just suspending, but forgiving them. Um, during, you know, kind of the height of the pandemic until we kind of had a better direction. So from March through June 15th of 2020, we completely forgave our franchisees of any royalties or uh, marketing fund fees, any franchise fees at all. And then on top of that, with the introduction of, um, our, of our new sanitizer product, as well as our existing cleaning product, we offered them a full COGS rebate on any donations that they made to first responders or people in need of those items. Now, um, I think that must get to the heart of your um, kind of your brand and the importance of community is this level of generosity. It seems like you're always looking out for the customer and always trying to kind of lean forward in their direction of how you can be helpful and how you can make sure that they are getting what they need. Yeah, that's. I mean, when we we talk when we talk about it being a community or a family, you, you hit the nail on the head, and that's that's the point. Is people the idea of being connected to people that are so passionate and are you know essentially aligning them aligning their passion with our brand? We have to take care of them. We have to make sure that they really feel that they are a part of this family. And then, um, how do you see kind of twenty twenty one shaping up? Is this looking good for you guys? Yeah, I mean, the reality, again, of COVID is that kind of March to April timeframe was a little concerning. But as we started to get into May and June and beyond, we started hitting at the detail garage level record setting uh, sales numbers. So if you look at the year as a whole, we finished uh, gross retail sales uh, over $40 million, which was a 50% increase on 2019. And as you looked at comp growth, um, we saw that we were up 21% on the comp store level, and that's including, you know, when we talk talk about that total number as a whole, that's including adding 10 new franchises in the second half of the year. So as we look at 2021 and recognizing that with people having more time at home, uh, probably being kind of bored out of their mind, to be honest, in some cases, is they're looking at, they're looking for projects, they're looking for ways to to take on uh, new ideas. And so we've really seen the auto detailing community, especially the do-it-yourselfer uh, expand um, pretty exponentially, which is which bodes really well for us as we go into the rest of the year. Now, is the uh, customer of uh, Detail Garage the same as a potential franchisee? Do they look the same? Are they that same kind of passionate, super fan, loving cars kind of person, or is it a different type of person that becomes a franchisee? It's the, the actually having the passion. A lot of times is that barrier for entry to us. Um, and, you know, it, ideally they would be somebody that has a passion in the automotive space, but, you know, when we talk about, and, and this is kind of, you know, the idea of when we say we want to help people find their passion and make it shine, the great thing about passion is it can cover a lot of areas. So if you have somebody who is passionate about business, passionate about the retail space, 
or they have passion for the idea of being an entrepreneur, then we want them to be a part of the family too. It's the idea of if you're just, hey, looking for a quick buck and you're not really going to you know, take this seriously or extend that sense of community or passion to your customers – then you're pro- you're not going to be somebody that we really want to talk to. But again, if you can demonstrate and we see that you have a passion, a true passion for something that relates to our business, then then we want to talk to you. Now, um, do you find that you get a lot of referrals from your existing franchisees that they know they know someone that fits that bill that it, it kind of gives you some level of organic growth? Absolutely. Um, we've seen we've seen quite a few examples of that. But the more exciting thing as we think about uh, growth right now is, as we're heading into 2021 is the number of existing franchisees who are signed up and getting ready to open their second, third or fourth detail garage. Now, are you looking for that kind of kind of empire builder uh, or, is, or is your first person kind of that onesie guy that's just doing it because they believe? I think, I mean, again, it comes back to the point of passion. So if someone's passionate, we're, we're never going to turn anyone away. But for the nature of, of making sure our franchisees are successful, um, this idea of really kind of shifting toward multi-unit ownership is, is something that we're very excited about. What about somebody that is already in franchising but maybe has a complementary brand or it's kind of a related industry? Yeah, and um, you know, I've listened to quite a few of, of your podcasts, and it seems, as you pointed out, that that is becoming a growing trend for sure. Um, as far as you know, cross franchising or complementary franchising, um, as long as it's you know something that doesn't detract or directly compete um, with the detail garage brand or chemical guys, we you know we would love to have them as part of the family. So now. Um... Is there kind of a profile? Is there somebody like you're looking for for ideal franchisees? Is there like how do you kind of go about in finding them? I mean, we have um, we've started um, a little bit more rigorous of a screening process, and what we did is we took aptitude and psychological profiles of some of our best franchisees, and that's part of a, a screening survey that's taken when someone comes in. So, looking for someone that again has that passion, someone that has business acumen behind them, someone that um, you know understands what it means to be an entrepreneur and a business owner. I mean, again, we'll provide you a you know a great amount of support, but you have to be willing to put in the work just like any other franchise um, that's out there. So, you know, those are kind of the initial things we look for is, is one, do they, you know, do they match the profile um, psychologically and, and, and from an aptitude basis of uh, our existing franchise network? Um, and then from there, it's just kind of figuring out what are, what are the tools that we can help them um, bring to the table and, and what are some things we can learn from them as well? Now, uh, what about the chemical uh, side of the business, the chemical guy side of the business? Is this something that anybody can order uh, online or is it only a chemical guys is a, is a fully omni-channel brand. So you can find chemical guys within Amazon, within Walmart. uh, And of course that detail garage. And then at detail garage, that's kind of an exclusive product for detail garage. No, it's our full it's our full main lineup. So mm-hmm. the kind of difference and and where we see the split is obviously when you think about Amazon, it's a great opportunity for awareness and to get products into customers' hands. The same thing for Walmart. Uh, when you look at Detail Garage, there's a few major differences that kind of make it stand out as a destination. So if you look at um, you know a Walmart or an AutoZone or Advanced Auto Parts, you're typically going to see anywhere between 60 and 50 SKUs. The average detail garage is going to have north of 400 SKUs. 
uh, of Chemical Guys product. And then along with that comes the knowledge, the expertise, the classes and events um, that you aren't able to get at any other retailer of Chemical Guys. So now you mentioned that um, the pandemic kind of spurred some of these disinfectants and cleaning products like that. Can you talk about that a little bit about what's available in that regard? Absolutely. So the first products we brought to market, and and that's, again, the great thing about the brand is is we have an ability to move fast. So, again, sitting around a table in the beginning, middle of March, and we recognized, you know, the pandemic, I think like everybody, how significant and serious it was. Our first question is, well, what is it we can do to help people? Um, What are things that we need? And and as you kind of go through and listening to the news reports at the time, you hear, you know, nobody can get a hold of toilet paper and no one can get a hold of, of hand sanitizer or products like this. And, and clearly toilet paper's not our wheelhouse, but uh, chemical guys is a manufacturer of chemicals. This was something that our, our product and development team or research and development team was able to get turned out. So from again, that middle of March to April 16th, um, literally four weeks later, we were able to bring to market an 80% uh, alcohol-based hand sanitizer. And that's that's pretty crucial because typical hand sanitizers sit around 62% um, alcohol content. We saw some going to 70%, but if we were going to do a product, we wanted to make sure it performed the best possible way. So coming to market with this 80% alcohol san- hand sanitizer was, was a great step forward for us. Um, the cool thing is that our existing product typically comes in a sprayable bottle, and so we offered a 16-ounce, uh, 80% alcohol hand sanitizer that was in sprayable format, which was unique because rather than have to hand the bottle to someone else, you could just spray their hands for them. You didn't have to worry about cross-contamination, and that evolved into a gel sanitizer, and by November of this year, we were actually able to bring to market um, a surface disinfectant for both the vehicle and for home that uh, is registered uh, on the EPA list in, which is um, the chemicals that the the EPA recognizes um, and the CDC recognizes as um, effective against viruses like SARS-CoV-2. Wow, that's an amazing story. You guys were able to move that fast and and be that helpful and useful again to the community. That's, I mean, to me, that's the moral of the story. If you can really invest in your community, good things are going to happen. And we we 100% agree with that. So if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, what's the website? The website is detailgarage.com. Right there at the header, you'll see a a section for franchising. And uh, just click on that and you'll learn pretty much everything you need to know without uh, talking to us. And then from there, if if someone's interested, um, there's a form to fill out and we'll, uh, we'll get in touch with them. Well, John, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Uh, You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. I I really appreciate the time. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.